You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 444 of Podcateers. This week we talk about some of the new holiday content on Disney+, Plus, including the Santa Clauses, the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas Special, Mickey's Ace Christmas, the Wonderful World of Disney Magical Holiday Celebration, Best in Show, and the Hip Hop Nutcracker. We'd love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on Discord. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com slash links and click on the Discord button to join the community. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers after show, and access to our happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP squad for their continued support. So it's time to get the episode going. If this is your first time listening and hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while now, welcome back, friends. From all of us, we want to wish you a very happy holiday season. We hope you spend it with people that you love. We hope that you have a great time, and we hope that you're all safe. So now, it's time to jump into the episode. Here is episode 444 of Podcateers. looking oh wow (laughs) see this is this is creative you know i do really poorly with my pins a lot of them if i'm not wearing them on a hat Mm -hmm. they're in a tupperware somewhere yeah Uh, you know i just kind of store them in a tupperware and i like i need to display them i feel like i need to do something with them and i don't know quite what i'm gonna do yet um but I'll figure something out. I love the corkboard idea, you know, and just having a big corkboard with a bunch of my favorite pins. Uh, the other thing that I'm thinking about doing is, I don't know about either of you, but I have a huge stash of stickers that I've gotten from like all sorts of companies and brands and stuff of things that I buy or Disney mm-hmm. stickers or playing card stickers. And uh-huh. I didn't know this, but somebody told me that they make these books where the pages are essentially the backing of the sticker. And so you can peel your sticker and place them on the pages of these books to preserve the sticker. It'll like, you could still pick it up and move it and put it on another page or use it as a full sticker when you're finally ready. And I've been like, here, I'll see this, see this clear plastic case. Mm -hmm. This is all stickers from like playing card companies that I've gotten. Mm-hmm. Like just a bunch of stuff because I don't know what to do with them. I have so you don't even know how He's many got... stickers I have. <laughs> you d- you don't even know. I have so many stickers. I'm like so random story. So 
I used to be very, very obsessed with stickers, and I would take any stickers that you could possibly get your hands on. And there are some websites out there that you can get free stuff sent to you. You just, like, fill out your information. They'll send you free stuff, like free samples and free whatever. Uh, a lot of those things are stickers. Um, and so I have about I have hundreds of stickers of just random, ran, the most random thing. Like, I, I ended up with a, uh, a place that, manufacture stickers and they sent me an entire um the gamut of every sticker they make but they were like branded like you know craft macaroni and cheese sticker or like popsicles <laughs> and stuff like that i have so many stickers and people buy me stickers for for christmas and my birthday and stuff i have i have stickers sitting all over the place here um i finally broke down and put some stickers on my water bottle there's a lot of a Hazen stickers on the water bottle there. Nice. Um, but, yes, I, I am a sticker fiend. Um, here's one. It says, look at all those chickens. Um, if anybody knows that. Uh, what was that, a vine? <laughs> look at all those chickens. Uh, anyway, yes, stickers. So it, it it's very hard right now. They're, like, in a like a big folder just like or like in like <laughs> in like envelopes and just kind of like smushed together so i do not have a good way to display my craft macaroni and cheese stickers and stuff nice so i had seen someone on reddit using the sleeves where you put like baseball cards or trading cards in and they had oh. stickers inside of each of those so you had like nine slots to just put a couple of stickers in each one but I've had like bad luck with those where the plastic seemingly like fuses to the the thing that's in there if you don't keep them properly. Mm-hmm. And so I'm afraid yeah. that the stickers are going to get damaged. So the idea of buying one of those little notepads with a sticker backing sheets, like I kind of dig that. Like you could just kind yeah. still move them around, you can still place them. So I think I'm going to order one from Amazon. I'm going to see if I can find like a like a good rating on one. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to use a bunch of the stickers that like I've made or that we've ordered like for like the podcast of FGP squad and stuff like that and try them out and like in a few weeks, like move them to another page or something and see if they still maintain and just, you know, if it works out that I'm going to put all my stickers in one of those because I mean, it's, it's kind of nice to have them on display. I do have some on my bottle, but I mean, someone suggested that I can just remove the stickers of my bottle and then put new ones every so often, like cycle them like every month or two. But then if there's like a sticker that I really like, like, why would I take it off? Like, what if I can't get that sticker anymore? What if you rip yeah. it? That, yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, man. So I don't know. To be continued, I guess. We'll figure out the best solution for this. And if you have any creative ways of how to display pins shoot us a message let me know post it on discord or something because i'm trying to find a good way to display all my pins i i don't know if i'm going to do like the buttons because i have Mm -hmm. a lot of those as well yeah but i know for certain that i want to display a bunch of the pins that i have yeah i just don't like i mean some people like it and whatever i just think like a regular standard cork board looks so like industrial it does. So, <laughs> I <so> have one. <laughs> I know. I, it's, that's just me. And some people think it's fine, and they have some cork boards that are colored and some cork boards that are, you know, I've seen people, they'll take a cork board and they'll, like, wrap it in fabric or something so you can then 
you know, poke through the thing or line it with whatever. So there's a bunch of different options. I'm also just kind of lazy and I don't make anything. That's why I ended up with the, well, I just kind of ended up with a bunch of dartboards. And so that's why my pin boards are dartboards. (laughs) Or I could just get a giant corkboard sheet, cut it into big Mickey ears and then line up my pins on that. Ah, Why don't you just stab them into the wall? (laughs) <laughs> in the, right in the drywall. Listen, Stab. listen. If I knew they weren't gonna fall down, I probably would. <laughs> Who needs wallpaper when you have that many pins? Right, right. All right. Well, we are talking Christmas content on Disney Plus this week. We had posted a list over on Discord of some of the things that we were going to be watching and talking about this episode, just kind of giving our thoughts on some of these new uh, programming options that they had. Uh, The Santa Clauses was something new. It was an extension of the three Santa Claus films. It was a six-episode series. The Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, Mickey Saves Christmas, which... Honestly, I thought was uh, just an animated series. And when Andrew told me that it was stop motion, oh, man, I got so excited for it. So we'll be talking about that as well. The Wonderful World of Disney Magical Holiday Celebration, The Hip Hop Nutcracker, and Best in Snow. Now, uh, look, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. This week has been insane for me. And I know we talked about this almost a week and a half ago. But I couldn't watch the wonderful world of Disney magical holiday celebration. That's okay. I watched it. Of everything, it's the only one I didn't get a chance to watch. Uh, Every time that I intended to sit down and watch it, something would kind of pull me away from it. And I I, I started watching in like three-minute increments. And by the time I realized, oh, we're recording this tomorrow, I thought, okay, I'll watch it tonight. Never happened. So I'm, I'm a show short. So I hope you both watched it and you could talk about it. (laughs) I did some of the homework. (laughs) I'm I'm missing a show or two and I try to get everything together. It's just the past week or so was kind of difficult to kind of just focus on some things. So I was like, "Uh, I'll try when I can. But I actually got to see other stuff that I wasn't on the list. And I was like, oh, wait. I'm going to watch this. I'll, I'll talk about it, I guess. So, hey, we got that. <laughs> I nice. watched all of them. So You're awesome. <laughs> I guess Gold I star. am the, the, the uh, anything that anybody else didn't watch, I guess, will be uh, on my shoulders, which is okay. Fantastic. Well, I'm glad that one of us was able to complete the homework. Andrew, I'm going to need to copy your notes. Okay, here, yeah, no problem. It's okay. Five bucks. <laughs> right? Just slip it under the table. <laughs> Question one. Did you the... watch Wonderful World of Disney? Yes or no? Circle one. <laughs> All the answers are C. <laughs> oh, perfect. C, 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 C. Yeah. Done. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going to start off with the Hip Hop Nutcracker. And... Yep. Uh, we actually asked over on Discord if anybody had any thoughts on any of the shows that we were going to be watching. And FGP Squad member Anita talked about the Hip Hop Nutcracker. She said it was a fun take on the holiday classic that they love seeing the different types of dance featured. So you think you can dance fans will recognize quite a few fan favorites like Twitch and Comfort. And it's always cool to see the Jabberwockies doing their thing. Uh, so... 
to start off, I do want to uh, quickly mention this was a little hard for me to watch because uh, I watched this after the news about Twitch broke. And that, you know, I know that there's a lot of news outlets covering that. Normally we don't cover stuff like this, but uh, it is the holiday season. And I do want to say that if at any point you feel like you need any kind of support, you know, there is a form of high functioning depression that goes on in people. And if at any point you need any type of support, call 988. That hotline is available 24-7. You can call it at any time. You know, they'll help you through anything. And throwing the message out there to everybody else, if there's anybody that you know that you haven't spoken to or anybody that you think might be suffering in any way, reach out to them. Reach out to your friends, your family. Say hello. Have a conversation. And, you know, do your best to connect, you know, because you never know what somebody's going through. And we've seen this happen way too often with a lot of people that we care about. You know, going, I remember the, the, one of the biggest ones that hit me a long time ago was Robin Williams. And he was in a similar state. You know, you just never know what's going through somebody's mind. So if there's somebody that you haven't connected with in a while, call them, connect with them. You know, and uh, if you feel like you are suffering in any way, again, the hotline is 988 and 24-7, you'll be able to get some help. Uh, so, you know, this one, like Anita said, it was a really interesting take on mm -hmm. on the Nutcracker because, like, all the segments were there. Yes. Um, the music was there. The music was probably my favorite part, to be honest uh -huh, with you. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the Hip Hop Nutcracker? Um, yeah, so, uh, I... I've I've seen my share of nutcrackers. Uh a lot of people have seen nutcrackers. I'm I'm in as you all know in the performing arts world. So the nutcracker has uh been around me and I've been around it for a while. So it I, I it was a nice like take on not having to just deal with the uh, you know boom blum boom blum uh 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 bunch of dancing on the toes and do 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 like it was just like you know that <laughs> every nutcracker is the same it's all just a bunch of you know like spinning around and you know yeah. little snowfalls and whatever so i i did enjoy the the take of uh let's not do this the same um you know some of the some of the like story of the nutcracker like changed a little bit in this um mm -hmm. compared to like the traditional story so like the there was that whole dance with like the nuts that, yeah, was, that was pretty weird interesting <laughs> yeah <it> was like <laughs> was with the nuts but uh, um and then the jabberwockies were there for some reason <laughs> um but they were snowflakes they i guess um so you know if you don't know the nutcracker uh, you know, good for you. <laughs> um, but the basic story of the Nutcracker is like, uh, I'll put it into my terms because I have a whole like theory on the Nutcracker that a, a lot of people don't like. Well, not that they just think I'm ridiculous. So there's like, there's a big party, right? And then a creepy man in a cape shows up and he gives everybody toys and everybody gets a toy except for Clara, who gets a nutcracker for some reason. Um, and 
All the other little girls get dolls, and she gets a nutcracker, but she pretends like it's a doll. Um, and then everybody leaves, and then Claire goes to sleep and is attacked by right, uh, to rights, uh, attacked by rats. Um, for some, so the house is infested with rats, and she is attacked by rats. And after she's attacked by rats, then shrinks in size. Everybody forgets this. She shrinks after she's already attacked by rats. And then the Nutcracker and a bunch of toy soldiers come and fight the rats. And then they, for some reason, then travel to the Land of Sweets. Uh, but the first thing in the Land of Sweets is a bunch of snowflakes, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, and then there's a bunch of sweets, and that's it. So that's the basic story of the Nutcracker in my eyes. Um, a rat-infested house with a creepy man that brings children nutcrackers. Um, Lovely. So yeah. uh, a, a, a bold departure in the hip-hop Nutcracker where we get like a song from uh, Rev Run uh, at the beginning and at the end, um, and the Jabwaki. So I, I enjoyed it. To make this long story longer, um, if uh, if you like the Nutcracker, you'll probably enjoy this. If you don't like the Nutcracker, you'll probably uh, uh, still enjoy it as a kind of respite from all the other billions of same Nutcrackers that exist out there. Yeah, I mean, the thing about the Nutcracker, you're right. Like, every iteration that's out there, whether it's children, adults animated it all follows the exact same story right so no, no matter what version you've probably seen you know the nutcracker so this being such a departure was honestly it was refreshing right because it was totally a different take and if you like watching shows with dancing like so you think you can dance is one of those shows right like if you're a fan of mm -hmm. watching tv shows where there's a lot of dancing this is totally for you because there was some awesome dance moves. There was some amazing choreography throughout the entire show. And I think that's where like the Jabberwockies and stuff come in, right? Like I apparently there was a lot of uh, well-known dancers in this show. I'm not as familiar with them except for Jabberwockies because they've been around for so long. So I knew about them, but not about the other dancers. There was one dancer that I thought was Jojo Siwa for a little bit. Turns out was not Jojo Siwa. One of the one of the dolls or whatever. One of the dolls, yeah. I thought it was her, and it was not. Uh, overall, the story was changed enough that I think it was engaging. the The storyline with the parents, I think, was an interesting, you know, take for it. What did you think about skipping the narration? Oh, by the way. I forgot to mention this earlier, but we're going to spoil all of these for you. So if you haven't seen them, we're just going to talk about them. So if you haven't watched them and don't want them spoiled, come back to this. And then, you know, you can share your thoughts on Discord. If you don't care, listen to this and then share your thoughts on Discord. And uh, if you just don't want to watch them and don't care, share your thoughts on Discord. Either way, all roads lead to Discord. Yeah. So anyhow... <laughs> Um, yeah, what did you think about how they handled the narration? Because you mentioned that Rev Run started off with a song, ended with a song, and then there was just text throughout the show. How did you feel about that? Well, so the the traditional Nutcracker has no text, no speaking, no nothing. So this is kind of, I think it's, 
my guess is to kind of uh, beat it over the head of people who are only half paying attention or don't like are people like me who have a hard time uh, gleaming what is going on with the dances. Like sometimes they'll be like, okay, here's a dance. And that meant, you know, they were having a love affair and blah, 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 or whatever. Like that happens in dance all the time. And I, yeah. and I go, how was I supposed to know? They just kind of did some up on the toes business and ran around the stage for like five minutes. So um, I, I have a feeling that um, that is for people like me who are big dummies who don't understand what's going on with the dance because the story is, is kind of um, hard to follow if you, if you don't really know it already. So I I think it was uh, a smart thing to do uh, to just kind of add a little bit of context there to, to make it easier for people to, to get into the story and understand a little bit of what's going on. And I mean, it only was, it was just like little subtitle, like sentences, like not very like sparse throughout. So it wasn't, um, I don't think it was like too in your face or too much, but at least it, it, it kind of gave you the little roadmap to, to get you to know what the heck was going on. So I agree with you on the fact that overall the show was a little difficult to follow and providing the text really did help you kind of follow along. Uh, So if you don't know the story, like Andrew said, it's going to be really helpful because it cuts the scenes and they kind of tell you, you know, if this is what's happening, this is who's being introduced and so on. My only, the only change I would have made is I would have gone all in with it, man. The fact that Rev Run started singing and introduced the story ends it with singing about the story. They should have just used him to insert like little like bits of music in between each one as well, introducing the characters. It was already different enough that they could have gotten away with it. And I think it would have added a little bit more personality throughout the show. Uh, Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you know, I tend to watch a lot of this stuff while I'm working on something else. And it was a bunch of music, so if I wasn't fully concentrating on it, there was no dialogue or anything to re-engage me into what was happening. So I think if they had added just a little bit of lyrics here and there, or they would have narrated the story a little bit more, I think they would have been able to get away with it because, like I said, it was different enough already that you know it, it just seems like a, a really good element to, to include as part of this one. Yeah, and I I think that's where they're trying to to stick with tradition as much as they can. Um, you know, this is a a dance show uh when it's all said and done. So the 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 main focus where it opens and closes with Rev Run doing, you know, his thing, but it's really just it's a dance showcase of, you know, different people's talents and stuff like that. So, uh I think the intent is for it to not be played in the background and <laughs> listen to uh, dance is one of those mediums where you ca- you have to look at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, the, absolutely. you know, you can watch uh, Frasier and just listen to it and it's fine because it's, you know, it doesn't matter where Frasier is when he's digging at Niles or whatever, but uh, dance is uh, you know, a whole other ball of wax. 
So, um, but I I do understand where you're coming from and it probably would have made it easier for people to understand the story of the Nutcracker if there was a little more, uh, you know, interstitial uh, dialogue or, or, you know, music or, you know, song pieces or whatever. Yeah. Uh, So overall... Would it, would you recommend it? What would you say? Are you are you on the yeah? You should at least watch it once. Train. Yeah, I think so. I think I, I think it's a it's a good watch if you like dance in general, and like you said, if you're if you're someone who likes so you think you can dance. Um, it was very in that vein. The style of dance, the style of uh, like photography is it's all it all feels kind of in that same vein. A lot of modern dance and and. Uh, hip hop and modern dance done well. Um, sometimes you get into to modern dance and uh, the people don't know what they're doing, and it just looks like people rolling all around the floor. Um, and that's <laughs> from an old uncultured person like me saying that. So uh, take that as you will. But I think they did a great job. Um, I would definitely watch it if you're if you're a fan of a Nutcracker, if you're a fan of dance, um, or if you're if you're curious about any of those things, it's also the music is good. So even if you just put it on the background while you're doing stuff, you'll have good like music to listen to, even if yeah. you aren't watching. I agree. Like I said earlier, the music was probably my favorite part of this whole thing, and I I have a lot of albums like with a lot of Christmas songs that are remixed. And that's kind of what my Christmas list usually is. It's just a bunch of like chill hop and hip hop and remix versions of a lot of Christmas songs. So this musically, this was kind of right, right up my alley. Like I love this stuff. So um, I agree with you on a lot of stuff that you said. I This is definitely a watch it if you like that kind of stuff. I think it's enjoyable. Uh, will I watch this every year? Like will it become part of my rotation? Probably not. But, you know, if you want something new that you haven't seen, a really interesting way to interpret a classic, have at it. I think it's a it's a good watch. So. Yeah, there's a dance about nuts for some reason. There is. <laughs> there is. <laughs> All right, so we're going to jump to the wonderful world of Disney Magical Holiday Celebration because the only person that understood the assignment for that one was Andrew. Hey, that was um, me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're awesome. So, yeah. So, so thanks uh, for taking one for the team. <laughs> here we go. All right. I will make this. This is, I mean, it'll be pretty brief. It It's, it, it shows in vain with uh, the Christmas Day parade, the Christmas parades that you see. It's kind of a similar thing to that. They've done stuff like this before. Um, it was basically like uh, the Derek and Julianne Huff show. And they kind of they were the hosts and they did their little dances like they always do. And uh, a lot of the uh, uh, usual suspects are there. We got to see Rev Run at the end and Run DMC. They were there in that one, too. So I got to get all your. Uh, yeah, get Disney your connection. Get your Run DMC uh, <laughs> real. with the with the black eyed peas. And yeah, they, they closed it up. Black eyed peas and Run DMC. Who else is there? I don't even remember. It's all just a bunch of musical acts, you know, people I haven't heard of singing Christmas songs. Uh, so yeah, that was it. Uh, if you if you like uh, the holiday specials and want to hear, you know, people sing Christmas songs in a you know 
interesting way. Uh, go ahead and watch that. It's very, very similar to to the Christmas parade um, and, and that kind of style of, of uh, production. Uh, so it's nothing to write home about. It's uh, more of the same stuff, but it's it's just musical acts and things that you've seen for, you know, like I said, the Christmas parade. It's very similar just without the parade part. Wait a second. I just realized I went and looked at who some of the artists that were in here. I, I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch this. So some of the scheduled performers, tell me if any of these backed out, but Becky okay. G, Chloe Flower, you said Black Eyed Peas were there, Catherine McPhee, Il Volo, Jordan Sparks, Marin Morris, Megan Trainer, Neo, and you said Run DMC, and every one of these is a Derek and Julianne Huff show, so I knew they were going to be there. But yeah, were they're all just, of those artists? Just, uh, sounds familiar. I remember the 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 Il Volo. They're like uh, they call themselves like Papra or something. They're like opera singer guys. Uh, and they just did a lot of like, oh, oh, and, uh, and they called it Papra, but it sure sounded just like opera to me. Um, but <laughs> you know, again, uncultured person over here. So I, there's probably a difference and I don't know. Um, I do remember Neo. Um, there is one person that I thought was, uh, Ariana Grande, but it wasn't, I was told multiple times that it was not her by my wife. And I said, are you sure that that's not her? And she said, a hundred percent. That's somebody else. It's probably Becky G or somebody. I don't know. I, it's probably I don't, Becky G. If yeah. it's not like weird Al, then I don't know who it is. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so if they're new, you know, half the people, I had no idea who they were, but they, you know, they did a good job. There's a reason that they're on the show. They, <laughs> they sang a song and it sounded good. They just, I don't know who they are, but that's nice. okay. Like, so, but there was a lot of people. Okay. I'm curious to hear what, uh, Catherine McPhee's set was like, because I, was a huge Catherine McPhee fan when she was on American Idol. And I cheered for her till the very end. She was a runner-up of season five of American Idol. And uh, oh, okay. I I will admit I was a little sad when she lost. But, you know, I followed her career. And she doesn't pop up on a lot of shows like this, especially these days. So when I saw her name right now, I was curious to see what that's going to sound like. Gotcha. So, Well, yeah, then she did that movie – where she like she had the big mole and everything, and then as the that's kids, nanny, Na- nanny uh, Mc Mc McPhee. That's wrong McPhee. Yeah. Oh, ro- oh, that's, oh. Not, yeah, that's, that's not, not the same no, person. That's, no, that 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 nanny, not not. Oh, not it's not. Really it's not her first <laughs> nanny McPhee's first name's not Catherine. How do you no, know this? No. You don't know, um, do you? Have you no, read? No, her first or- name is Nanny. Nanny, I, I thought Nanny was a was a title. It's also her name. Or uh, occupation, it's her name. I see. Uh, okay, different McPhee. Yes, different McPhee altogether. Okay, I see. Okay, well, I guess I'll have to uh, switch those around in my brain so I don't get those mixed up again. Uh, so, uh, like you said, I guess if you're into the parade, did they actually show the parade this time? No, this isn't the parade. It's just I just compared it to the parade. The parade comes on. It's the Christmas Day parade. Okay. So that that will also come this year, and I'm sure it'll be on Disney Plus after it airs on ABC or whatever. But that that will also be airing. It's just 
very, very similar to the parade offerings because they would always do like, here's a float and then here's, you know, Neo and then right. here's a float and then here's uh, Josh Groban. I don't know. I was trying to. I I, I don't know anybody. Here's nice. here's uh, Megan the Stallion. I don't know. Yes. So I'm definitely going to end up watching this. I'm sorry I wasn't able to watch it before, but now I'm intrigued. I definitely am putting this on on my list. Uh, let's go to Mickey Saves Christmas. This was a very nice surprise for me because, yeah, like I said earlier, originally I thought this was going to be an animated feature. Turns out it was stop motion, and I started watching it, and I lost it. I lost it so much because I love stop motion animation. This was awesome. It was childhood wrapped up in a blanket with a cup of hot cocoa. That makes me excited to see it. I didn't get a chance to see it, but hearing your excitement is like, one, it's claymation. So you and then hype, yes, that's going to be on my list, and I will be watching that. I, I have to. Yeah. I got a hot I got a hot take on this one. Ooh, okay. Um, tell. <laughs> I think everybody I think Mickey runs a cult and <laughs> What? <laughs> I, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's not the words I was expecting to come out of your mouth. <laughs> okay. So tell me so more. Hear me out. Okay. So it starts with like a flyover of the town, and there we go. Oh, there's a there's a um, there's a water tower. Oh, it's got Mickey ears on it. Okay, that's you know kind of an homage to the Earful Tower. Okay, and then we go into the town, and the streetlights are Mickey heads. Oh, and all the Christmas ornaments are Mickey heads, and the cars emblems are Mickey heads, and the pavestones are Mickey heads, and the clock is a Mickey head, and everybody everything has Mickey's head on it. So I'm pretty sure Mickey is a cult leader, and everything there's just everything is made <laughs> in his image. You go to San- Santa's sleigh has a Mickey head on it. You go to yeah. you go to Santa. Workshop, Santa's fireplace, Mickey head. Mickey says, "Hey Santa, we need to put lights. Pluto, we need to put lights out so Santa sees us. Guess what shape they're in? A Mickey head. (laughs) The wreaths on the door of Mickey's cabin. Mickey head. It's (laughs) it's a little much with the Mickey heads, and I get it. Um, I don't know if anybody could count the number of these uh, because there are so many. Um, so that's my hot take uh, on what I think this like what is happening in the thing. Uh, but I did enjoy the actual story of it, not the subtextual story that I think is going on. I feel like I was desensitized to that because I'm a huge fan of hidden Mickey's in the parks, and so. Anytime that they incorporate them into films or animated features or anything like this, I, I if I paid more attention, I would have probably counted them. Again, this was something that I kind of half watched, half listened to while I was working on something. So I didn't see every Mickey head because I wasn't fully concentrated on the screen while I was watching it. But like the story is... Like it's a it's a really wholesome like story. At the end, you get your whole like we knew Mickey was the right person for this, you know, as he saves Christmas and all that stuff. But the characters and the animation just one it kind of reminded me of the old like 
Christmas, like Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Rankin-Bass Productions, yeah. Yeah, like it reminded me of those stories. However, I mean, we didn't have to leave any misfit toys on the island and then redo the story, you know, to finally pick them up. Uh, did you guys know about that <laughs> for the for the Rudolph? No. They just forgot about that and they had to add the section back in. Yeah. So, quick side note. So, in the original version of that, when it first aired, they never went back for the misfit toys. Like they left them on the island, and so. Like people were hurt, people complained, and so the next year that they aired it, they went back and they added the scene where they go back for the misfit toys so that it had a better ending. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So even anyway, back then fans were pressuring people. Right. They right? were all over Twitter <laughs> talking about talking about it. Friggin' Yukon uh, Cornelius. Yeah. Yeah, I you know what I did notice though? Uh the Stupid Buddy Studios was the production house that put this together. And Stupid Buddy Studios is or was uh, the animation house behind a, a Robot Chicken. That was a Seth Green uh, project. That was his company. And I like they had a very distinct way of animating things and modeling mm-hmm. things. And you could totally tell this was not a Disney project because of yeah. the way Mickey's right. head looked. Like it was off enough that you knew it wasn't Disney, but you knew that the Disney influence was there because of the storytelling that was put into the show itself. So uh, it was it was well done. It was super smooth. I don't recall. I'll probably watch it again. Uh, when I'm not working on something, but I don't recall seeing anything in there that just looks so jarring because they had movements that just didn't look smooth enough for anything. Like this was just slick. It was a super great show, uh, a great one with the kids. Will this end up on my rotation? This is a hard maybe for me because I liked it enough, and I it, it's like it's Christmassy enough that. Mm. Mm, I would put this right under like prep and landing for me. Okay. Like I would probably put all three prep and landings above this one, but it's good enough that I think like if I haven't fallen asleep after prep and landing, this is definitely on my list, you know, but it's not the first thing I'm going to jump to. Got it. But uh, overall, I liked it. That's what I'm trying to get to. So uh, your thoughts on that. Um, yeah. Uh, I didn't like how mean Mickey was to Pluto for the most of it. So that's Mickey's kind of a jerk to Pluto for most of the thing. And he makes it up in the end, which is nice. And I get like where the story was going, uh, but it kind of made me mad about it. Um, So that turned me off a little bit. I did enjoy the whole thing. Um, Now you have me looking into (laughs) stupid Buddies studios um, and it looks like they're also behind Modoc, the uh, on Hulu. Mm, on Hulu, yeah, with, yeah. And also, they make all the costumes for the Mass Singer. Oh, interesting! Also, um, ridiculous. But anyway, um, I'm on their website. Uh, so yeah, I I I do think it's a good thing. You know, good short. It's short too. It's like. 30, 40 minutes or whatever. It's it's yeah. it's really concise, um, which is nice. Um, because I'm so used to everything being so long that it was kind of nice that it was uh, long enough to air in an hour slot of TV, like with yeah. commercials. Um, so 
that I well, which it did originally. I believe it aired on ABC first. So I, I had a good time watching it. When you guys watch it again, keep an eye out for the billion Mickey's. Um, it was just kind of like it, <laughs> once I noticed it, I couldn't stop. Um, <laughs> I so, want to count them now. Oh, right. Good, good <laughs> luck. I think the snowflakes are Mickey heads at this point. Like who knows? Um, but you know, maybe that was maybe that was a joke in the whole thing. I don't know. But I did enjoy it. Uh, yeah, I would I would put it on the list. Uh, say definitely watch uh, for sure if you haven't. Nice. All right. Well, before we continue, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcasters is brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it is their support via Patreon that help makes these episodes of Podcasters possible. If you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcasters.com slash FGP for more information. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors, a link to our Patreon, and just some general info about the FGP Squad itself. Uh, being a part of the FGP Squad family gets you some additional perks. It gets you a special section on our Discord server. It gets... Uh, gets you some random gifts that I like to send out. There's some additional audio clips and additional content that we put up on Patreon. Um, the Podcasters After Show, uh, which we've also put up on Patreon. You also get access to our, our happy hour calls and just, you know, just random things, again, that I like to send out. Uh, so, again, if you want, would like more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, podcasters.com slash FGP is where you want to go. And, of course, to all of the members of the FGP Squad family, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. All right. Best in Snow, this was not what I was expecting. When I first Me saw this. Me neither. Yeah, when I first saw this, I thought it was going to be like the baking shows that you see on Netflix or something. A competition and like a, a competition. Show. Yeah, where people were getting eliminated like every episode or something. This was just like an hour 40, I think, hour 48. It was of just, long, yeah. Yeah, like straight up ice cutting and sculpting and molding. Now, yeah. along the way, there were some fun segments. Uh, there were some super cheesy segments. But overall, they had Di Capella there uh, performing as carolers. They had special appearances from, you know, like like Kermit was there, right? Like that that was a fun little cameo that I wasn't expecting to see. Um, Titus Burgess was the host. I forgot his name. Do you remember what his name was on the show? Uh, Mayor. Uh, Clumpy McSnowy Pants. I don't remember. Uh, let me see if I can. No, he was the mayor. It. Yeah, he was the mayor. Oh, Mayor Frostier von Fjord. Fjord. That was his name. But I mean, <laughs> overall, I think it was entertaining. Uh, they started off with these teams. Um, I wrote them down. Yeah, I, I wrote down the team names. So the teams were Team Bah Humbugs, Team uh -huh. Snow Voyagers, Team Cocos mm -hmm. Carvers, Team Rocket Queens. And Team Akuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. And so, you know, they have these huge blocks of ice that they're carving. They ask them. And one, if you're ever in a competition and you're, and you're a huge Disney fan, your dream is always, like, to do something Disney-inspired, right? So the fact that they were on this show and they were able to carve 
scenes from Disney films, like their versions, their representations of them, I think was super cool. It's not something that you generally get to do legally, and it's not something that you can just, you know, see on other shows unless they're Disney related. And even then, Disney tends to keep their IPs like really tight, right? Like you don't see them doing stuff like this. You don't see these types of interpretations. But the stuff that they came up with at the end, wow. Like it was so good. Andrew, your thoughts on the show? Yeah, um I agree with all your sentiments. Um I would put this on the uh don't bother list. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I I love Titus Burgess. I think he's hilarious and he was fun throughout the entire thing. Go turn it on and fast forward to the like hour 30 mark and just watch them unveil all the snow things because the show really kind of doesn't show them doing much of the carving anyway. It's just like a lot of bits and then they'll talk about carving and then you'll see them kind of scooping a thing every couple of seconds or a couple of minutes. You'll like get a little bit of carving stuff, but there wasn't a lot of, uh, shall I say suspense you know, a lot of these competition shows, if you compare it to something like uh, 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 what uh, Nailed It or something like that, where or any of the, the, on, uh, the competition shows where you make something, there's always like, they're, they're all kind of in the same format and there's like, all right, here's the starting thing and then, oh, there's some suspense, something's going to happen, you know, ooh, maybe they're their thing is falling over or they did something wrong, whatever that really didn't happen in this where, where you felt the time crunch. They had like four days to do this, I think, which I'm sure is a, you know, not a lot of time for the like 10 by 10 foot block of snow that they carved everything out of. Um, But it was just, it seemed like, there was something there and then it kind of just got whittled down into what it ended up becoming. Um, I, I do think that this would, would work better as a, a series, as a show where people are eliminated. Um, I'm sure it just is not feasible on that scale. Um, I would rather, rather seen like, two-person teams with a smaller block of of snow that they carve something out of and then people get eliminated yada 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 i'm glad you said that because it was just it was just like a lot of you it was too too much i think for for what you ended up with uh the idea of that you just said about having smaller blocks and having like mini competitions or something i think would have been ideal this Mm -hmm. show i think the biggest challenge that they had is that they couldn't really do much during the day because the sun was melting their ice it was melting the snow so they had to do a lot of stuff quickly during the day and then wait overnight for it to refreeze or for more snow to come in or ice to come in and this this specific competition i feel would have worked way better as a sandcastle competition or as a sand sculpture thing like during the summer, because you yeah. don't have to worry about those additional elements. You just need water and sand to do your stuff, right? And, and that yeah, can even, happen at any time. Yeah. Even if it was just smaller, they could, in theory, do it indoors where they have control of the, you know, they could just do it in a refrigerated, yeah, you know, building true. or whatever where 
the beauty about the the competition shows is there's a lot you see a lot of stuff over the course of the the series where this was two hours of we ended with you know four things and they're very impressive and you know uh congrats to all the people that competed and it was you know everything looked fantastic but it just did not make for a good watching experience it was a lot of like yeah. well I guess I'm going to look at my phone until uh, they tell me either somebody's singing or Titus is up there doing a bit or it's over and I can see what they uh, did at the end. You know, this was one of the ones that like I was super impressed with the stuff that they put together at the end. But you're right. Like if you just skip to like the hour 20 hour 30 mark and then you just watch all of the reveals, you still get the same feeling of oh wow that's super cool i watched this one again while i was working on something else but i didn't feel like i missed anything uh also the decapella singers they didn't sing traditional christmas songs or anything like that they were singing through the rounds kind of kind of what i wanted in the hip-hop nutcracker just there was so much there was a lot of cheesiness in what they were saying and if that's what they were going for Mission accomplished. You did it. Queso. So uh, I agree with Andrew. This is watched at the end. Uh, unless you need something to just kind of play in the background while you're doing something else, then let it go. But it was way too long. Like it needed to be split up into multiple episodes and it needs a little bit of restructuring. I still think or, it'll yeah, work this, much yeah. better as a sandcastle thing. This would have been good as a, as a like, 30 minute block of TV mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. most. Like, I mean, I maybe an hour with like the, with the decapella stuff and the Kermit stuff and everything. But the, I, I just missed, like it must've just not cut together right when they filmed them carving because you didn't, you didn't see them carving anything very much. And that's like yeah. the whole point. So <laughs> I think... like you don't, yeah, I don't know. I think they actually had trouble in those days because of the fact that stuff was melting. Yeah. Uh, For the final day, they say, oh, well, we see, like, they kind of had an advanced, like, by the final day that they were doing. Like, if you looked at everybody's work, they really hadn't gotten anything done. Yeah, it's like they did a whole bunch in one day, and then it just kind of, like, sat around. (laughs) Right. And so they say, um, oh, well, we're going to start the timer. You have one day and whatever many amount of hours to finish a sculpture. The only difference is that now you get to work the entire night when it's cold. So I think the show changed. Like, I I almost feel like they rewrote the show in the middle of it because they Mm -hmm. were having so much trouble with the ice melting. And this was kind of like their Hail Mary to save it at the end. And they had yeah. to fill it in with more Titus, with Kermit, with the Decapella stuff, with the the like at one point we got a story about like we didn't get individual stories for a bunch of people. They were very selective. Like one that they really concentrated on was uh um an ex soldier that that fought in Desert Storm, I think. And mm-hmm. so they uh, it it really did feel like filler because something went wrong and they just they had to like fill it up with something also there was that thing do you, i don't need, i just remembered that 
There was like the weird animated thing that's like was at the oh, beginning right. and then in the middle. They're like, oh, dad's not home for Christmas. Uh, hopefully he makes it to the cabin or whatever. And then they're like, well, I'll tell you about a little town where they carve snow blocks. And then they're like, uh, and then they just cut to that animation every once in a while. It made no sense. I yeah. had no idea what was going on. <laughs> like, why when was this part it, of that? When I first saw it, when it kicked off the show, I I was kind of excited about it. And then mm-hmm. they started going through it, and then they brought it back, and I thought this was completely unnecessary. There was, They could have just excluded this. And the show could have been 10 minutes shorter and we would have been happier. They could have just did that f- as a little thing on its own. Like, it really wasn't connected to the... But it was a town with ice blocks. Snow. Yeah, I, it made no sense. So, anyway, <laughs> I don't think we need to get hung up on this this ice right. block thing. Uh, that, let's see. What were the... What we could say the the teams. There was one that was Coco. There was one yeah, that Coco's did Carvers. Lion King. But it was like the live action Lion King like thing, which was weird. Um, and then there was like a Rocket and Groot, like Baby Groot. There was uh, 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 the uh, Muppets. There was the Marley Brothers on a sled, which I thought was hilarious. Um, yeah. Am I missing? What was only four? Yeah. Overall, okay. did you think the right team won? Or was I there think... something that you liked more? The Marley one won, right? Am I remembering that? No, correct? the Coco one won. Oh, the Coco one won. Yeah. I I mean I have the affinity for the Muppets, so I I I was rooting for them, but I think the Coco one they definitely did the most work because they had the like whole interior and exterior of yeah. the thing carved, uh, and the detail was really good. Um, I I had the affinity for the Muppet one just because it's. Like, you don't see a lot of Statler and Waldorf stuff, and they're like, okay, yeah. well, we're going to do the Marley Brothers on a sled. I was like, that's kind of a little out of left field. Um, so that I, worked, I liked though. their – I liked it. I liked it their – It looked you know, really good. But I th- – I, you know, I the the Groot – the Rocket and Groot one, uh, Rocket kind of looked kind of scary. And then the yes, Lion King one, did. they just kind of looked like generic lions. Um, I think yeah. it, they did a – uh, ha- like hindered themselves by doing the live action Lion King as opposed yeah. to the animated Lion King. Um, so uh, the Moana yeah. and Tafiti one looked. A oh, little Moana! Weird there's to me. five. I forgot about yeah. the Moana. Yeah, 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 because it was like a big eyelashes. <laughs> like, yeah, it it just looked like they didn't do anything to the head because the head was tilted and there was like the eyelashes. And I get what yeah. they were going for. Like Moana was leaning on, on Tafiti's head. Yeah. But the way that because it was all white, there was no color. There was no shading. There was nothing to it. Yeah. It just looked like a big block of ice that Moana was leaning into that happened to have spikes. curly spikes. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. It, it, it looks super crazy. Thing. Uh, so that was best in snow. Uh, you didn't yeah. miss much. Look up the clips on on YouTube. I'm sure they're there. You could just yeah. get the gist of it from that. Or fast forward to the end and just watch the review. Or fast forward to the end. Yeah, do that part. Yeah. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, so let's move on to the Santa Clauses next. Yay, I could talk. Slipping. <laughs> 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 um, so I don't remember seeing three, but I have seen one and two. The coolest thing is that this series 
because if I, I didn't see the movie, I didn't feel like I missed out on anything. And the way that I want to say that you could turn away and just listen, there's a lot of little jokes. There's tons of little jokes in it. A lot of references. Um, first, let me just say this. I'm not a big Christmas person. You guys know that. <gasps> uh, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like a stake through my heart. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I didn't feel that this was cheesy. Like, this was actually making me laugh. And it it was like every episode was just getting me into it. And I wanted to see more. Um, I loved how it wasn't a typical, I guess you would say a Christmas kind of movie where it was like a Hallmark kind of thing and happy ending. Woo. Like it it wasn't like that. It was more like, okay, we're going to include everybody who's ever been in a Christmas story. Um, since we're spoiling it, it was kind of funny to see Krampus up in here. So <laughs> I was like, ho, ho, this is <laughs> interesting. All right, cool. <laughs> and the way that they brought it in, they had like jokes and some humor with it. It was really good. You know, some people don't like Krampus, but it was a good, in, you know, fun fashion, I guess. The references... I don't remember her name, but she plays Mrs. Claus. I know her from as Juliet from Lost. So to hear the little references to Lost was actually pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm like, yay. Elizabeth Mitchell. Thank you. Thank you. She was pretty uh, her awesome. Her name is Mrs. Claus. Thank you. Mrs. Claus, yes. Yes, Mrs. Claus. She doesn't have a first name. Like, of course you have a first name. It's uh Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy and all these names, but <laughs> um, I loved her story too. I loved how she didn't like that she was, you know, seen as frumpy, and she's like, "I don't look like that. I look like this. I look awesome." And that's that was cool. Um, and I want to say that i love the witch that comes out of it she's just silly Mm -hmm. just she's just hilarious i i love that she's not the bad guy either which is pretty cool sometimes you know you see like ooh, they're the bad guys or whatever but no she actually becomes like a really good character and she actually ends up helping out in a way with you know what she could do but um yeah i I felt like they made Santa Claus look really sad when he like lost his weight and stuff. I'm like, oh, he looks like a prune. He doesn't look good (laughs) at all. (laughs) But there was one story when I'm going to touch back. I know I'm going back and forth, back and forth. But there was one story that made me feel like, yeah, this is a lot of people and it's kind of sad. Um. I say this because I believe in Santa Claus. I have gone to DCA and I met him. All right. <laughs> the little story. We have story, a video we never posted of us talking it, to right? Santa. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> we have proof. <laughs> I believe it's the story with uh, Sarah. I think it's Sarah, the young girl that he's 
he hasn't oh, seen yeah, in 20 yeah. years. Her little story of her growing out of it and not believing anymore is like, it, it's, you know, it's a lot of adults not calling anybody out. It's just what we hear and whatnot. Um, but her story and how she comes back to believing again that he is Santa and, you know, she does believe was really, really touching because a lot of people lose that imagination. And yeah. to see that being addressed was was really, really, like, I appreciated that. Um, very sweet. And can we talk about the Yulverse? <laughs> <laughs> the vortexes and all the little things that they brought in. Like, that was, that was cool. Like, that was hilarious. And I didn't know that Santa Claus's daughter is Dr. Doolittle. So I thought that was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> but um, overall, this is this series, like, like I said, you could watch it. It's really fun. You could have it in the background. You could catch all the jokes, like the in-between little things, comments, all sorts of stuff. Elves! I'm forgetting the elves. I love their personalities. I love how they're like little adults, but they're not. But they are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're adorable. I have um, something to say about the elves at some point. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I thought it was the way that the story, like for me, it wasn't, it wasn't too over the top. And I know, Andrew, you're going to. We we talked about this earlier, and I'm, <laughs> I don't. I'm gonna know. nitpick the whole thing. That's okay. That's, but that's okay. Just what I do. Like that shouldn't stop anybody from liking it. Of course, but coming from someone who doesn't really do a lot of Christmas at all, this like won my heart, and I actually would watch this again because it's just it's it's a different story, and I I yeah. I like that. I like that it's not you know traditional. Nothing wrong with that. But I love different. So this was really cool. I would totally recommend it. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So I guess I'll go and tell you my, my. So as we've talked last year, the Santa Claus is like Hazen's favorite Christmas movie. And it's like it's like number two for me. I love the Santa Claus. It's a great Christmas movie. Well, Larry also um, loves them as well. And Larry also loves the Santa Claus. So yeah. it's, it's it's a very beloved movie. This I I do think it's it's good it, like in the similar vein of those films, which is good. A lot of nitpicky things for me. Um, I don't like how Santa looks. He's got like this weird short like curly beard. Look? Like well, and like his hair is all different, and I just like I don't know. Like in every movie, he's looked different, and then this, he also looks different. And I'm just not here for it. <laughs> um, so that's one nitpicky thing. The other nitpicky thing, well, I don't know how many I'll say, but <laughs> so in the original films, name Hazen, name me some of the elves in the original films. Really the only one that counts is Bernard. Well, there's Bernard and there's Curtis and Judy. So that's kind of the naming convention in, in, yeah. the, in the movies is they all have just regular people names. And it's funny because they're elves. And this one, it's like Pontoon and Crouton and Snickers Bar. I don't remember all their names. Churro. <laughs> yeah, Churro is one of them. I remember that one. <laughs> um, so I <laughs> – it's like the most nitpicky thing on the planet, but I was not a fan of going with the um, 
the typical elf names where they're all named cupcake and sugar and spice and, you know, all that stuff. Where I thought that was really funny that when you went to the North Pole, it's Judy and, and Curtis and Bernard and whatever. So that's another uh, nitpicky thing for me. Um, but I think overall I enjoyed it. Did I enjoy it as much as the Santa Claus, the film? Not even close. Um, it, it, it has a weird, like, story for me that it feels a little unnecessary um and a little forced uh with the like you know the the technology of it all and the the nobody believes in christmas anymore kind of thing and i i it's a logical step to to take especially with like you know amazon and everything kind of going that's that, that's kind of what we're looking at here is is you know Amazon guy basically they try to make him Santa and then he uses it to uh, like be bigger Amazon or whatever. So it it kind of felt a little too like where where the Santa Claus films felt more timeless in my opinion. This kind of locks it in like the modern day and it, you know, locks it in a time period where, where the, you know, the Santa Claus films feel more, uh, uh, timeless, I guess is the only word to use there. Um, so it, that's another thing that kind of pulled me out of it a little bit, but this is also, it's a series and yada, 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 whatever. Um, but that it just seemed like it was like at war with itself a lot. Uh, in the storyline, um, I I did I I really like the story between like with Noel and uh, whatever Noel's wife's name is. I don't Betty. remember Betty. Betty. See, there you go. There's there's two regular elf names, <laughs> Noel and Betty. I liked their storyline. Uh, the the kids were all right. You know the 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 Claus kids. Um, and then the the definitely the best part of it all was was the Yuleverse, in my opinion, was was the best thing. Santa's apparently a a mythical creature, not a human, uh, which kind of makes sense with the like you know Easter Bunny and the you know Father Time and stuff is a mythical creature and Krampus and and whatnot. Um, so I, I definitely think that that was the standout part of this series was the was the whole Bernard bit. Which, which, I believe was added in late. Um, at least Bernard being part of that because he was not originally announced for this series. Um, now, could it have just been they were trying to leave it a surprise? Who knows? Uh, but I remember when it was first announced, people were up in arms because he was not listed as a cast member. So um, Bernard. Uh, great character. Uh, I'm sure Hazen will have lots more to say about it. But there's my uh, there's my 20 minutes on on not liking elf names. <laughs> uh, you know, I wasn't as hung up on the elf names uh, this, for this. Well, that's because you're not insane like I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, there's so one. You know, we were commenting when we were watching the show that there's a lot of stuff kind of left up in the air 
in the movies. And one of the biggest mysteries was obviously Bernard. And I'm glad that they brought the character back. And the way that they brought him back, I think, fit the storyline well enough that it didn't bother me. Like, I thought it was a, a great addition. I'm glad that it was a surprise because it helped wrap up the storyline, you know, for an elf that we saw for so long, you know, in the other films. One of the <laughs> so this is weird because I I I don't want this talk to turn political, right? But there are parts of this show that felt like an episode of Last Man Standing but in the North Pole. Yeah, yep, definitely. And I can only imagine what it was like having Tim Allen and Cal Penn on the same stage, you know, across from each other when they have such different views of the world when it comes to politics. I said the exact same thing to Tina, like as <laughs> like when we were watching it, the same thing. So overall, I think I, I think they did a great job, right? If they were able to put all of that aside and they were able to coexist to create this, I'm glad. You you made a great point, Andrew, that this series really does cement it at a point in time, which is right now, right? It's no longer timeless because of the consumerism that got attached to the story. However, it's kind of what we know right now, right? So if you are going to update the Santa Clauses, how would you do that? You would do exactly what they did here. You would let consumerism take over and you would take the jolliness of meeting Santa and, you know, you know, getting something like that. And it's all about getting it next day through this aerial service with these drones or whatever, or instantly as it happened Instant, on yeah. this particular show. Right. It was like you order it and like three seconds later, they're knocking at your door with whatever you ordered. So uh, the consumerism part of it, I think, was pretty spot on because I think we're living in a time where a lot of us want instant gratification for everything. And so the notion of instant gratification on this show said a lot about how this show viewed the world overall and just how we handle things. So uh, overall, the story was good. I, I think they did a pretty good job with the story. Mel, you mentioned the story with, you know, the Mrs. Claus side story, the kid side stories. They all kind of had their own things going on. This was pretty decent character development to be able to give them these stories more importantly they just locked in how to continue the franchise because yeah. now the son can take over because he can see all the things that santa and scott can see and the idea of not being part of this yuleverse you know being the first human to actually represent Santa Claus and have these magical powers that have never been bestowed on a human before, that's going to be a tradition that now they're going to continue, right? Uh -huh. And as far as the Yulevers is concerned, by the way, the Krampus line, when Bernard is like, hey, have you done something different with your horns? He's like, oh, glad you noticed. That's like my favorite <laughs> line in the entire series. Like, hands down. That's like my so favorite So chill. Part. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm glad you noticed. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was super cool to see. Uh, there was a couple of things that were definitely jokes for the kids. Uh, like when yeah. they were trapped in yeah. jail and they were like all yeah. trying to eat all the like the licorice and stuff. I was like, why didn't you just bite off a piece at the top and one at the bottom and just walk right through? Like, why'd you have to eat all of it? <laughs> you know, exactly. so 
because it's a TV show. You know, they have to right. include something like that. But overall, uh, I, I like the story. I like the story of the daughter and, you know, how the new Santa Claus was didn't want to be Santa Claus. He just wanted to be all powerful. The way that they tied in, like you said, Sarah's storyline and they tied it into losing the magic and how to re- like regenerate it or recuperate it and stuff like that. I-, I liked it. It didn't leave me like it didn't leave me warm and fuzzy like the movies did, but for mm-hmm. a con- like a continued storyline for Santa and the other characters, it was a good watch. You know, I yeah. I tried to watch this while I was working on something else, and I have to admit, I found myself turning back to watch it on my tablet more than the other stuff that I ended up watching. So mm-hmm. this is definitely on my watch list. Like, this is uh, something that I can revisit and I think I'll be happy with. There's maybe, like, one episode that I could probably skip. But, um, yeah, The Witch... The, was also a really great addition. Uh, the witch is actually part of a, an Italian legend. Uh, she's she's a, a witch Bufana. named La Bufana. Yeah. I guess the Italian folklore is that she delivers treats to the good children the morning of Epiphany. And, you know, she she resides in the woods like just like she did here. So having her be the, f- like, kind of... I don't even know how to place her because she wasn't a villain. She wasn't no. necessarily helping Santa either because she tried to steal the coat again, you know, for herself. Yeah. So <laughs> she's I don't like know a foil. If, if she's 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 yeah, she's like for, yeah, she's not like th- uh, the main antagonist. She's not a villain. She's 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 Deadpool. Everybody's Deadpool. There you go. She's an antihero. <laughs> she's Deadpool. Everybody's. Deadpool. I don't know. I feel like Laura San Giacomo had like someone at Disney is like, we owe you a favor. We owe you a show. We're gonna put you in this. This is the character you're gonna. She be. was great. <laughs> uh, honestly, I thought it was gonna be a totally different character. I thought it was actually gonna be Krampus when they did that reveal that it was her. I thought mm-hmm. that in the woods the coat was going to go visit Krampus because at at some point Krampus would have had more holiday spirit than, you know, what was going on. So this was a good Mm -hmm. surprise. But again, overall, this is on my watch list. And it's got renewed for season two already. So really has it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's when Scott starts handing it over to his son, I guess. I don't know what they're going to do. I think, you know what? I think it's going to be both of them. Two Santas. I can see that. Two Santas. Because she talks to the animals so she can like. Talk uh, to the reindeers. Yeah. Yeah. The reindeer and stuff. I think it's going to be both of them. That's that's my prediction. Mm. I think they're going to go a different way with it. Uh, But we shall see. All right. I just hope Mrs. Claus gets decent stuff. (laughs) I'm sure she will after this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she'll be principal of a elf school or something. That she didn't oh, get. I, I like how I like how they got back and they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, we need a principal for a school." Yeah. Right. And everybody just forgot like, that she was gone for so long, and they ignored they, it. They and... didn't think that like fifteen years or however long it's been her being gone. They're like, "Yeah, yeah what's this like big gap in your resume?" Uh, from <laughs> you've been not you know doing anything. Oh they yeah, just we'll just love make her. Princip- yeah. and they just love her. <laughs> They and then and then she just her. like pieces out on him like a month later like right? oh yeah. yeah by the way 
I'm gone. Back to the North Pole well, or whatever. She didn't even like, say that. Like she just No, she just left. Yeah. The and, and the way that they come to that is also pretty funny because they're all like, Wait, we're the first humans? Well then we have to be there. Let's just go. Now let's just go. And they yeah. just they do it. <laughs> oh man. Uh, all right. Well, let's move on. Uh, that's I, again. I think that's definitely on our watch list for all of us. So, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Let's move on to that one. Kevin Bacon in this. Um, I really think it's funny that it's introducing Kevin Bacon is is how he's billed, um, which is very funny because Kevin Bacon has been in a boatload of movies. Um, so that (laughs) needs no introduction, Kevin Bacon. Um, uh, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was, uh, again, I liked this, the, the pace of this. I liked that it was short. We didn't have to sit in it for too long of like a lot of world building. It was like, oh, Star-Lord's sad. We're getting him, uh, Christmas. Uh, we're going to get him a Christmas present. Okay. We're going to go do it. Um, and it was mostly, it was a, it was a Drax and Mantis story with everybody else kind of giving a couple lines there, here and there, um, obviously must've been filmed on the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 set for, for the, like, uh, stuff in not Kevin Bacon's front yard. Um, so that, uh, was something, um. There's a cool uh, Christmas song that was pretty rocking that yeah. I liked um, yeah. by a band that played themselves but as aliens, which I thought was kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, all in all, uh, this this one's definitely on there. Um, rewatchability is is high. Um, I did like the um, the this hand drawn animation uh, segments that were part of it as well great overall i'll let you guys say some stuff i'm sure i that that, that was the first one i watched so it's been a while since i've watched it so i don't remember all of it but i'm sure you guys will uh bring some stuff up that'll uh, remind me well for sure mantis finally shows off what she could do because poor thing she's always been in the background so yay for her because that's pretty awesome um i thought she was hilarious and this was fun. I think this was a really good opportunity for everyone to just let loose since everything is so, always so serious. I want Drax's sweater with the cat and the laser eyes. So I want something like that. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I like how their dynamic of Mantis and Drax was pretty cool i mean again we get to see a little bit more of drax you know less serious more fun just dumb jokes he's just he's just fun to watch and the fact that he has clothes on was actually a good thing i mean i'm pretty (laughs) sure makeup is uh, not so fun but so it was cool to see him like that it they did really well for not having gamora on there like the way that the story carried and how they carried like her memory. And while at the same time, they're trying to cheer, you know, Star-Lord up. It's just sweet. It is really, really sweet. Um, Nebula 
cracked me up as well. So you, you just get to see those different sides of them. You know, Nebula, he, she doesn't do that. She's mostly, I will shoot you and that's it. End of story. <laughs> but so to see that, uh, Cosmo, ah, adorable. Yeah, Cosmo. To, yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing probably going to be a bigger part of the, the third Guardians one. Three. Yeah. 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 The music is awesome. I love, love when Christmas music could be into something else and it's still holiday, it's still Christmassy, but it's like more rock and roll and guitars and it's like, yes, thank you, Marvel. This was awesome. <laughs> no Mariah Carey, thank you. <laughs> the old ninety sevens is the name of the yeah. band that does the does the songs, the two nice. songs. The song is Here It Is Christmas Time. It's on Spotify. There's There's two versions of it. Well, Well, the the one that they opened the show with, um, Mm -hmm. they have two versions of it on Spotify. They have the original version that they put out on their album, and then they have one where they're singing with Kevin Bacon. Yeah, so I don't know what Christmas is, is the one that they open up. Oh, right, right, right. The Kevin Bacon one is after he agrees to be on there. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the that's the one where he there there it's funny, yeah. Um, is the the first one. So there's two yeah the two songs that they sing are both on the, on Spotify <laughs> yeah. plus the score. Now I'm remembering the first one where he's like he he has a key to your door and he can walk in and he's like that's not what Santa yeah, is yeah, at yeah. all like he doesn't do that exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned length. I think it was perfect. It told the story. It gave you whichever action. It gave you the emotions. I mean, well done. Well done. Definitely something I could see in rotation many times. Because it's just, it's Guardians. I mean, it's like they have that formula that really can't go wrong. So this was really awesome to see. And I may watch it again and again. <laughs> so <laughs> fun stuff. Yeah, I mean, overall, I have to say this is one of the specials that, I mean, I enjoyed the special. I think the story was really tight. I think they did a really good job of just kind of getting to the point with everything without a bunch of filler. Uh, the fact that it wasn't two hours long or a, a series of six episodes where they kind of dragged out everything was great. It yeah. Was just, it, it was just a nice little holiday special. Uh, there was a lot of funny lines, like you said. The dynamic between uh, Mantis and Drax, when they, especially when they got to Hollywood and Mantis yes. is being all goofy <laughs> and Drax like doesn't know how to handle it. He just wants to beat everybody up and stuff like that, I think, is just Drax right it's just it was funny mm-hmm. like she's like like trying to put him in his place and he's like oh yeah it's so funny <laughs> for like everything <laughs> and I, I like I I just enjoyed that like it was it, like I was laughing out loud at some of those parts I just thought they were they were uh, really well done um the the Yondu story about how they got there and how they wrapped it up at the end I thought was really well done as well. However, the animation is probably my least favorite part of it. Like I feel like oh. they spent a lot of money getting Kevin Bacon and they just kind of used whatever was left over in the budget to make this animation because it just 
I don't know. I think it was just so like subpar for what they normally put together. And I don't know if it was purposely done that way because of how they were telling the story. But I don't know. It was probably my least favorite part, like my, my least favorite part of this entire uh, holiday special. Uh, watching Nebula and Groot rock out while the band was playing, I thought that just watching them dance, I think, was like super cool. Groot, especially, like he's in, he's essentially in like teenage form right now, so he's he should be in late teens given the time frame of you know what happened to him and how he's grown up and stuff like that. Rocket. When he gets Bucky's arm, he's like, oh, you got me Bucky's arm. Oh, yes. Like, I thought that (laughs) was like, oh, my God, he finally got what he wanted. Right. And I think James Gunn went on record as saying as uh, Nebula just wrestled him for it and just took it because Mm -hmm. like she calls him a piece of crepe paper or something like that. Uh, I don't remember exactly what he said, but. The fact that she just took it and just hands it to Rocket as his Christmas gift, I thought was like super cool. But yeah, uh, overall, it was a really enjoyable special. This is definitely something that I would watch, not even Christmas time. Like this is just, I liked it. Like it was, you know, again, I'm kind of a Marvel stan. So whether it's good or not, I'm still going to watch it and I'm going to enjoy it because I just, I kind of live in that bubble, right? Um, but mm-hmm. I have a track list for some of the stuff that they had on the show. Uh, they had I Don't Know What Christmas Is, but Christmas Time is Here by the old uh, 97s, Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues, Dead by Xmas by Hanoi Rocks, Christmas Treat by Julian Casablancas, Is This Christmas by the Wombats, Just Like Christmas by LOW, I Want an Alien for Christmas by Fountains of Wayne, Christmas Time by the Smashing Pumpkins, Christmas Wrapping by the Waitresses, Mrs. Claus by Little Jackie, and Here It Is Christmas Time with Kevin Bacon and the Old 97s. Uh, there is a version of, uh, of the score as well, I believe, on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So you can find some of the songs and you can find the score as well. But... You know, you can always count on James Gunn to put together an amazing playlist for everything that he does. I mean, I know that right now that DCEU is, there's a lot of people that are having problems with some of the stuff that he's doing over there now that he's in control. Uh, I think we could talk about that on a future episode. But like I said, you can always count on him to put together an amazing track list for whatever he's producing. So... Definitely take a look at uh, at the track list. I'll put a, a copy of the, the tracks that I just read off over on Discord if anybody is, is interested in uh, grabbing those off of whatever your favorite music service is. I don't know if they have an album with just the stuff from the show, but... You know, you can find them. They're all available in their, you know, on their respective albums. So you can put your own track list together if they don't have one yet. There's a couple of, I don't know, were you going to go through some of the story stuff? I just want to make sure we didn't miss some of the, the funny, weird things. That uh, I, I was going to ask you about it. So if you want to talk about it. Yeah, I, it's just because <laughs> you mentioned them, them, you know, going. So they they go to Hollywood Boulevard is kind of where they end up. And they start, they need money. And they they start taking pictures like they're the Hollywood, you know, versions uh, of like the yeah. characters, like the Holly, the characters. <laughs> so they don't they just kind of start like somebody takes a picture with them and then they hand them money. And so they 
keep doing that. Drax is like beating up people, and then they go to a bar and yeah. get really oh, that's drunk right. um, <laughs> and spend all their money. And um, so th- I thought that was kind of an interesting turn. Um, so then they are drunk and they get to Kevin Bacon's house when they're drunk. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, then Drax just throws, uh, Mantis over the fence. <laughs> yeah. and he's like, do you think you could throw me over there? And he just throws her over. Um, and as they're, I, I liked, he's like, uh, they're, they chase him through the house and everything. And then he loses his little elf, like inflatable elf. Yeah. Um, and he's like, they're chasing Kevin Bacon and, um, Mantis has like a giant candy cane and he's like, wait, I lost my little green, little uh, odd green man or whatever. He's like, we need to go back and get it. And it's like, no, we have to go get him. He's like, but you still have your stripy staff or whatever. So, um, I just thought some of that was funny. And then, you know, the, everything with the, like the cops and Mantis, you know, gets them all, you know. Then they go to space and all the rest of it's fun. But I just thought it was weird that they ended up in a bar. And, um, yeah, it was – I just thought that was some of the funnier things. Uh, and then how they present Kevin Bacon to Star-Lord in, like, a giant, like, box. And the box is, like, shaking and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> when when they come to the realization and they're asking him about the stuff that he's done, he's like, oh, that's just a character that I played. And then Mantis, she's like, he's just an actor. Like, the way that she (laughs) said that was just, she was crushed, angry, and there was so many emotions in how she delivered that line. It's it's so good. Like, that was a great portion of the story as well. Uh, And then, of course, we have Nebula towards the end when Kevin Bacon takes off. Uh, When he goes back to Earth, she drops uh, an S-bomb. You know, so that was uh, that was interesting. <laughs> it was interesting to see that Disney decided to leave that in there. Hey, pieces of S. Oh, that's what she says. What yes, she they're says. pieces of S. Yeah, they're pieces. Hey, I mean, I guess that's the beauty about James Gunn stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is Disney Plus that has Deadpool on it now, so I'm bringing up Deadpool that's a lot. True. I don't know why. <laughs> I've not even seen the Can't first go wrong Deadpool with him. movie. <laughs> yeah, because Deadpool. Deadpool. Um, yeah, and, like, uh, so the, the way they get Kevin Bacon to, like, not freak out is they basically, like, Mantis, like, uses her powers and just is like, all right, you're coming with us and you love all this stuff or whatever. I forget exactly how, but she, she, uh, I think she just says you're coming with us. I think she touches uh, yeah, his I've head heard... and she's like, you're coming with us. He's like, oh, where are we going? <laughs> uh, oh, no, because she goes, she she says something like you, I forget. She says something else where where he's like happy to be there or whatever because he opens the box. He's like, hey, whatever, do, 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 do. And then, and then Peter's like, oh, oh like, yeah. take, his, take the stuff <laughs> off. And then he goes like, ah! It's like you used your thing on him. <laughs> yeah. So oh, and then man. there's the big revelation at the end that we find out, I guess, kind of big revelation, but of with Peter and Mantis. That was a good oh, way to wrap that's it up. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was a good way to wrap it up, and I think the way that they like Peter handled it, I think, was better than the Kevin Bacon thing. I think just for the characters in general. So, I I mean, I liked it. It was wholesome and it was heartwarming and. It wasn't like a funny quip or anything, but it was 
like I was content with the ending. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Any final thoughts on any of the shows that we talked about? Um, I'm I'm just going through the cre- I'm just going through the credits of Guardians of the Galaxy, and the animation was done by Stupid Buddy Studios. Was it Guardians of the Galaxy? Interesting. Yeah. Wow, I wonder if they have some kind of Disney contract now. They they must or or something there are they're just more available. I don't know, but that was Stupid Buddy Studios, and then additional animation by another uh, place. But they were the the animation by so. Interesting. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah. And of course, this one had an end credit scene. None of the other things we watch had end credit scenes, but this one certainly did. And all we're gonna say is. Groot ruined Christmas. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> you can watch it and figure out how he did that, but Groot ru- ruined Christmas. All right. Well, if you have any thoughts on anything that we talked about in this episode, we'd love to hear it. We'd love for you to join us over on Discord. If you're not yet a member of our Discord community, you can head over to podcateers.com slash links. There you will find some of the most common links that people ask about or uh, you'll need to find, including latest episodes or Quizneyland playlist, or a link to the FGP squad page, and more. Uh, but the Discord link is there. You can quickly click on it and join us over, uh, become a part of the community. Uh, we'd love to have you leave any thoughts that you have about the shows, whether you liked them, whether you agree, whether you disagree. Yeah, we'd love to hear it. We'd love to have a conversation. Uh, that's it. I think that's going to wrap it up. Yeah. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy. Yeah. Uh, this This comes out on what night? Let's see. This on comes the 21st. Out the 21st Ooh. so that's night uh four of hanukkah so happy night, night four, four of, hanukkah. of hanukkah if you're uh-huh. listening to that happy on launch day obviously yeah yeah mm-hmm. launch day uh, if you listen to this at any other time i can't uh, your uh mileage may vary um happy <laughs> all the holidays however you celebrate uh happy holidays to you even if that's just you get like uh, off of work for a couple days and that's all you do to celebrate, then more, more power to you. I like being off of work. So uh, mm-hmm. however you celebrate, <laughs> happy holidays. Yes. Feliz Navidad, everyone. Be safe out there. Have fun. Eat lots of good food. Enjoy. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> I, could, I could not have said that better myself. I'm going to try to find some tamales. And try to make it something that I do (laughs) this holiday season. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy everything out there that you might celebrate. Have a great time with people that you love. Uh, Be safe. And that's it. Until next time, keep dreaming. Keep moving forward. And always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Part of the Podcateers Network.